This podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for professional, medical, or any other type of advice. As a listener, you must use your own judgment and interpretation when applying the content of this podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Boldly Authentic with Cynthia Fontaine. I am Cynthia Fontaine, and I am thrilled to be here with you. I want to share with you uh, a little bit about this brand new show and a little bit about who I am for those of you who aren't familiar with me. So I am a psychic medium, a healer, professional clearer. I actually have tons of certifications in the world of esoterics, if you will, from uh, Oracle card reader to uh, Reiki, double Reiki master, lots and lots and lots of of certifications. And um, I just want to give you a little bit about my background so that you get to know who I am. And I look forward to getting to know who you are as you listen and as you uh, share with me about you through social media and through commenting and things like that on the show. Um, So I grew up knowing I was psychic. My mother's mother, my grandmother, Anna, who uh, I actually talk about a little bit in um, my book, uh, Psychic, uh, A Guide to Your Intuition. As soon as my grandmother Anna, as soon as the babies were born in our family on my mother's side, she would get a hold of us and open our mouths and look in the roof of our mouth for the sign. And my older brother Kevin and I both have the sign or the mark, and it is a horseshoe shape with a line down the middle. And that's how she would identify if we had the gift of being psychic. So I was born psychic, grew up my whole life knowing I was psychic. Um, but I didn't really, you know, knew, know what that meant. There were some weird things that happened when I was a kid that I didn't understand then that I do understand now. And it all makes sense now. But back then, it didn't really, you know, I thought, oh, these things must be my imagination. So, uh, you know, as as I was growing up, I spent a lot of time with my grandmother because I had the mark and she wanted to be sure that I had a good foundation, um, if you will. And so my other siblings, my brother and I both spent a lot of time with our grandparents, but my brother spent his time with my our grandfather and I spent the time when we were there primarily with my our grandmother. And so um, in that time, I, we actually lived with our grandparents until I was uh, two when my younger brother James was born. And then my parents uh, bought a house and we moved a few miles away. But I was, we, was at, we were at my grandmother's every single weekend. And then um, in the summer, I would often spend a good part of the summer at my grandparents' house. So all those years being there and growing up with my grandmother, you know, I you would have thought that she would have taught me how to use this gift, if you will, but she didn't. 
But what she taught me, I felt was even more important because it gave me a really strong foundation, a foundation of trusting that there is something bigger than us that is there to help us whenever we need it. And that made a huge difference in my life because I've had a pretty dramatic life um, in standards that most people would uh, sort of think. Um, and, you know, I'll get into that in other episodes later on as, uh, you know, we continue our time together. But I don't want to focus on that today in this first episode because it's kind of a lot. So what my grandmother gave me was this solid foundation of of faith, right? Not a religious faith, but a a spiritual face, a force, right? Like the Star Wars, may the force be with you. Well, that force really exists. It's out there, but it's also within us. And so that was the best thing my grandmother could have ever done for me was really instill that force, right? That force, and though I didn't think so, you know, when I was 15, for example, um, be, because I thought she should be teaching me, um, but she never really did teach me uh, as far as learning how to really hone in at my with my psychic and learn how to uh, develop it and so forth. She always, again, focused on the faith part the trust part, the intuition part, right? And so I thank her to this day. I am so blessed that she did things the way that she did and not the way that I thought with my human mind that she should have done. So interesting thing, um, when I was 15, um, T.L. Dina, who was my grandmother's uh, teacher in the uh, intuitive arts passed away. Now I grew up with Tialdina. I used to go to her house. Uh, you know, we'd see her at different events, and she knew that I was had the gift as well, and she was sort of guiding my grandmother with me, if you will. And so she passed away when I was 15, and my grandmother said to me, well, you know, Tialdina has passed away, and now somebody will get her gift. And I said, oh, oh, thinking it would be me because, after all, I grew up with her. My grandmother looked right at me and said, not you. It's not going to be you. You're too young. And I went, fine, because I don't want to do this anyway. The crazy part of this about this is, and you might be thinking at this point, the whole thing is crazy, but this is my life. And, um, and we're going to dive into psychic and intuition uh, and, and all of those things a little bit uh, down the road. But when I was 19 years old, again, back in my grandmother's kitchen, uh, I was sitting in, in her kitchen. It was a super hot day in May. And I went into a spontaneous trance and I channeled T. Aldina for 40 minutes. 
I, to this day, I don't know what the message was. It was the one and only time that has ever happened to me going into a spontaneous trance. And um, it was quite the experience. And so and with that experience, I said, oh, I am not doing this. I, I didn't, couldn't even control it. So I decided, nope, I'm not doing this work. And um, I, at that point, was actually just getting ready to birth my son. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. And when my son was 18 months old, I got a little postcard in the mail that said, congratulations, you've been hired by the U.S. government to, to go work at the Postal Service. Ah, what? Postal Service? No. You see, I had taken the test when I was 18 because my mother wanted to work for the post office and she didn't want to take the test alone. So I went and took the test with her, you know, like a good daughter. I said, but mom, uh, I don't want to work for the post office. So I didn't study. Anyway, long story short, I aced the test. The, you were supposed to be on the list for two years, and then you would have had to retake the test to still be eligible to be hired. Well, this was four years after I took the test. I get a postcard in the mail, and I went, oh, no, 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 no. I am not going to work for the post office. I only took that test because my mother wanted me to go take the test with her. So long story short, I got pressured from my mother-in-law from my, who I love to pieces. She's, I'm, I'm long not married to her son any longer. In fact, uh, God rest his soul. He passed away last year. But um, at the time, you know, uh, she pressured me to take the job and other family members as well, including her son. So I finally came to an agreement with myself and with my then husband um, I said, okay, look, I'll take the job, but I'm only going to stay there for 10 years, long enough for us to build a house, and then I'm out. You know, build a house and buy, pay for it so we wouldn't have a mortgage. That was my grand plan. And so I went to work for the post office. I ended up spending 26 years there because at the 10-year mark, I was getting divorced from that husband. My and so my life was changing um and I became a single mom and needed to support my two kids. Now, in that period of those 10 years, we did build a house. Um we also opened a business because my then husband uh lost his job 3 weeks after we moved in to the new house, which by the way wasn't 100% completed yet. So he had no job, the house wasn't finished yet, and then he did not work for two years. So I had this brainiac idea at one point, and I said, we've got to get somehow make more money because unemployment had run out. Um, and even though, you know, we had a smaller mortgage on the house because we would buy things out of our paychecks as we were building it. And, and so it wasn't a huge mortgage, but still had bills to pay. Um, and just on one salary, you know, it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't comfortable. So I decided I was going to read a book. 
my dad's father was a, a head gardener for um, Mrs. Firestone of Firestone Tires in Newport, Rhode Island. And he also, prior to working for Mrs. Firestone, he worked for Mrs. Young, who um, was the uh, uh, Campbell Soup family. And so his he grew these exquisite orchids and roses and beautiful flowers. And, and I grew up on my dad's side around that. And I loved flowers. So I thought, you know what? I've got flowers in my blood. I'm going to open a florist shop. I read one book. I did one wedding. I don't even remember how I got hired to do this wedding, but it was actually to do dried flowers for a wedding, not even fresh flowers. I read I read the one book, did the wedding with the dried flowers. They loved it. I had $1,000 in the bank, and I said, okay, we're going to open a florist shop. And two days later, I'm driving my on the way to the post office, and I see this for rent sign on this little building. And I said, huh, that's interesting. And when I get out of work that day, I called the number on the sign, and the gentleman said, oh, you can have it for $500 a month. Come on and look at it. It's all yours. This guy didn't even know who I was. Talk about a leap of faith and following your intuition, right? For this guy. And 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 talk about uh, there's where the faith comes in and the trusting that there's something bigger out there in the universe that is there to help us and to support us and listens to us when we say, okay, I'm committing to this, okay? And, and we will get into commitment and intention and vision boards and all those sorts of things uh, throughout the the season and the seasons that will you know come in the future for intuitive talk. So I go and I meet the guy and I said, okay, yep, yep, I'll take it. I found a used cooler, and for a thousand dollars, a couple of weeks later, you know, paint and a little remodeling, he let us do whatever we wanted. We took a wall out. It was incredible. A thousand dollars, and a few weeks later. Um, Floral Fantasies was born and started in that little shop. And then uh, 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 actually right after my daughter was born, um, we moved into a bigger space and um, we were making some, you know, really decent money. Anyway, I didn't plan on talking about this today at all. I don't know why we're going there, but that's where we're going. And I always follow spirit because I I trust after so many years of um, knowing that I'm always guided in the right direction when I just follow the flow rather than trying to control it. When I control it, that's when I get into trouble. Um, and, And, you know, and again, this is so that you get to know who I am, you get a feel for me, um, and so forth. So, open the floor shop. It's it you know becomes successful. Now, for the whole first year, my then husband couldn't stick a floor a flower in a container. Um, you know he could stick one in, but if you add a few more, it looked like chaos. So, every day I would come after work. And then if we had any orders, I would fill the order and then he would go deliver it. 
Well, it took about a year, and he started to catch on, and he actually became a very good designer um, with the really big arrangements for the the five-star restaurants and things like that, whom became our clients in the area. He actually got better at those, you know, those massive entry arrangements than I was. Um, I, you know, so anyway, you don't need to know about that. So that was a leap of faith, right? A thousand dollars. It was the last thousand dollars, the last money that we had in the bank. There was nothing left after that to take a risk and a leap of faith. Why? Because I had a gut feeling that I could. I had an intuition, a gut knowing that I could do this. Why? I don't know why. It made no sense. I never took a floral design class. I didn't know anything about flowers, you know, cut flowers. Um, I could, uh, you know, the, I, what I knew was how to grow begonias because my mother's mother grew beautiful begonias. And, uh, I knew how, how to grow a, uh, um, a, a rhubarb, <laughs> forget about gardening for me. I had a, a black thumb. I still don't do so well with gardening, even though I've tried over the years. Um, so, but I had this love it, it wasn't, it was more than a love of flowers. It was a love for my grandfather. And I loved spending time with him so much that I fell in love with the flowers because he, it brought him so much joy. And it was so easy for him to spend time talking about that, showing me his garden and so forth. And so I had this love within me for this grandfather who sadly passed away when I was 14 years old who was bigger than life. You know, he was, he wasn't a very big man, but his personality and his smile was just enormous. Um, so here I go off, open this floor shop, uh, and then it turned it into this very successful business. Why? Again, because I followed something. I followed my gut. It wasn't psychic. It was just this interior knowing that I, I had to do this, right? So when we're talking about intuition and we're talking about psychic, intuition is that deep knowing. It's when you have a feeling that you know you have to do something no matter what. It's like a calling. It can also be a deep knowing when not to do something, which I had that deep knowing before I married that husband, but I did not listen to it. I'm not going to go into details now about that in the relationship, but I want to share that with you so that you get the idea and the feeling and the understanding that that gut feeling, that intuition gives you positive feedback and input, and it can also give you negative feedback and uh, input. So who has intuition? You do. Every single one of you, not only who are hearing my voice, but every single one of you who are in the world have intuition. 
You know, I just um, came off of a four-day UPW uh, immersion with Tony Robbins. And um, Jamie Kern Lima was the keynote speaker on Sunday. And Jamie Kern Lima um, developed uh, It Cosmetics, which is the biggest cosmetic line and company in the U.S. now. Why did she do it? Just like I did when I opened the floor shop with just that small amount of money, she and her husband took everything they had and poured it into It Cosmetics because she had an intuition. She had a gut feeling. She knew in her body she could viscerally feel that it was what she needed to do. It was the right thing. And in 2016, after getting nose after nose after nose from QVC, from from uh, uh, every store out there, Nordstrom's, and she just kept, kept hitting no, roadblocks and nose. She got an opportunity, QVC, after two years of her sending them every single product that she developed, finally said, okay, we'll give you a shot. You got 10 minutes. And that opened the door to everything. Um, and then from there, she went on to sell her uh, company, It Cosmetics, to L'Oreal for, it was like $1.2 billion in 2016 and became the first female CEO of L'Oreal Cosmetics in like 100 years or something. And my numbers might not be exactly right, but you get the idea. Um, in 2019, she got a feeling again that it was time for her to do something different. And so she retired from L'Oreal Cosmetics. And now she's making incredibly uh, beautiful uh, contributions out in the world. So what within you have you ever found or felt when you've had that visceral feeling You've had that gut knowing. You just couldn't put it down when it was driving you to say yes to something or to say no to something. Because every single human being on the planet has intuition. Every single one of us. Intuition is felt viscerally in the body and it's undeniable Sadly, what happens with so many people is we have become a, a society who, you know, we're connected technologically. Um, and we, and of course, you know, the last three years, we all became isolated be, because we had to. And it's really taken us out of um, connection and feeling and also out of nature, right? How many kids today go outside and just play in the neighborhood? When I was growing up, we played outside. As soon as we got off the school bus, we were out the door and didn't come in until we either got called for supper or the streetlights came on, right? There was less structure and there was more free time and more play. And that enhances creativity, if you will. 
creativity, uh, you know, is a little bit different than structured learning. Well, it's a lot different than structured learning. And, um, but intuition is sort of that free flowing creativity, um, it, where it, it takes you getting out of your everyday sort of mundane and a, world. And when a mundane, I mean by that is like your everyday human life. You go to work, you go to work, you get up, you go to work. Maybe you, if you're home with the kids, you stay at home. Uh, you get the kids day started. Um, you know, you go through your day, whatever that is, whether you've gone out the door to work or you're working in your home office or you're taking care of the kids. And then a certain point in the day, you finish up, of course, with the kids, you're never done. <laughs> but then, you know, you have to organize something for dinner. Um, you have a little bit of downtime after dinner. Many people, if you're in America, sit and watch TV. Maybe you take a shower, you go to bed, you start all over again the next day. That's what I mean when I'm talking about the mundane. So, we get into our mundane world, our routines, and there's not a lot of creativity for many people in those routine days. So how do you strengthen your intuition? How do you even find your intuition? How do you know if it's your intuition, right? Those are all things that we're going to explore in this first season of intuitive talk. So in this first season, we're going to be talking about what intuition is. How do you listen to your intuition? How do you trust your intuition? You know, I've already shared with you a couple of stories about how intuition has helped me and also how it's not helped me by ignoring it. We're, um, we're going to talk about um, how can you trust it? How do you develop it? How do you use it in your everyday life? Right? Those are the things that we're going to talk about in this first season of um, Intuitive Talk with Cynthia Fontaine. As we progress further into other seasons, we're going to get more into other esoteric areas because I have uh, expertise in in a broad uh, range of esoterics, including uh, healing and, and so forth. Um, so we're going to get into those sort of things. But for today, for this first time out, I've shared a lot with you about me so that you get to know who I am, uh, sort of what my background and my upbringing is. I haven't even talked about my studies or schooling or anything like that yet. Uh, and I will sort of weave that in, if you will, um, as we go on. And I've shared a little bit about what you can expect from tuning in here with me to Intuitive Talk and what this first season is going to look like. Okay. I do want to share that um, I would not be where I am today if it weren't for some really key, beautiful, amazing people who followed their intuition and bet on me, believed in me, 
helped me. One of those people is actually here with me in the studio today, and that his name is David Brenton, and he volunteered to be my sound engineer. Out of the blue, I had just, I made a commitment to Spirit, and I said, in the end of January, and I said, okay, Spirit, I am getting back on the air. I don't, so let's make this happen. I've had two previous podcasts. If you Google it, you'll find there's 288 podcast shows out there. Um, And the first show was Shine Your Light. And then the second show was Transform Your Life. Now, when you go and listen to those, just know there was no editing. There was no sound engineer. There was Cynthia, real and raw, (laughs) you know, getting the Facebook crowd on, getting, you know, taking callers, things like that. So just be kind, please, when you go back and listen to those old podcasts, those previous ones, because they're not really done professionally sound well. uh, And it was just me and a mic and blog talk radio. But there, there's a lot of really good content in those those old podcasts. So if you are really hungry now to start devouring um, uh, information and want to learn more about intuition, about psychic development, about spirit guides, um, all those things, past lives, uh, mediumship, go and Google, you know, Cynthia Fontaine podcast. Uh, and you will find them. They will come up and you can listen to them. But p- again, please be kind because they were not professional by any means. It was just little old me and a microphone and an idea of wanting to help people. So, but again, there's a lot of great information in those. Uh, so if you can't wait for the next podcast of Intuitive Talk, go find some of my old podcasts and start listening to them. Now, I do have to give you a warning that I didn't give every week an individual title. So it's a it's a shoot of the dice. So it's a roll of the dice. What show you get for the ones that aren't named? <laughs> I'm learning. I'm evolving. I'm developing, right? Um, uh, So I have to laugh about it because uh, what else can I do? What else can I do? But um, I'm really, really blessed that uh, I have some out of incredible people in my life. And um, some of those people who followed their intuition, who followed their gut knowing and took a chance on me has made a huge difference and impact on my life and change the direction of it to really get me to do what I was meant to be and do in the world. And that is to be out there helping you all. That's really my mission, to help you find your intuition, find your gut knowing, find the the connection that you have to the higher realms, to your spirit guides, to to, to help you develop that and to trust and know that even in your deepest, darkest times, there is always help. There's always help, right? And so I hope as we move through the season and even into future seasons that you will benefit from hearing what I have to share with you. 
And um, that's my my goal is to help as many people as I can, to touch as many people as I can in the world, to build up your trust within yourself, trust for your intuition, trust that in your inner guidance system so that you can have the life of your dreams and attain the things that you really desire in the world. I hope that you have enjoyed and got some benefit out of this first uh, episode. Um, And I really hope that you will come back for the next episode. I would love to hear from you all. I would love to know what you would like me to talk about. Um, So if you would like to reach out, you can reach out to Cynthia at CynthiaFontaine.com. So please, uh, I would love for you to sign up for my newsletter, The Magical Happenings of Cynthia Fontaine. And when you do, you will get a PDF download delivered right to your email about manifesting. And um, uh, it's really easy, clear instructions. And um, the, the one thing that I would like to share the secret about manifesting that the book, The Secret Missed, is that you have to feel like it's already done. You have to feel like you already have it. It's the feeling that really is the magic to manifesting. It's not intentions. It's not positive affirmations. It's the feeling, and it's also clarity of what you want. So again, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Cynthia Fontaine, and I would love to hear from you. Please like and follow the podcast. Uh, Please connect with me, like and follow on social media. And I am looking forward to our next time together, sending you lots of love, big hugs. Until next time, this is Cynthia Fontaine. This podcast was produced by Alchemy of the Earth, Inc. at CynthiaFontaine.com. Producer, Elise Spizak. Media Relations, LJ Rank. Director, Ryan Fontaine. And sound engineer, David Breton. Please subscribe to Patreon.com slash Boldly Authentic for exclusive membership bonuses.